Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one unbelievable page of Talmud every day. Unbelievable, because today we conclude Tractate Eruvin. They said it couldn't be done. They said it was too much. It was certainly an unbelievable ride, at times deeply joyous, at times deeply frustrating, always with an eye towards the mathematical, geometrical, kind of real estate-minded conversation that the rabbis were having in this most complicated, most intricate, and I hope you agree at this point, kind of most beautiful tractate. And so as we conclude one area of discussion, one masechet, one tractate, and move to another, it is my honor to give the last word on Tractate Iruvin to our guest today, the esteemed professor of law at Fordham University. Hello, Ethan Lieb. Hi, Liel. Thanks for having me. My absolute pleasure. So, you know, the Tractate is really tricky, right? It's ostensibly about a very narrow topic. You know, how do you create the space called an Eruv and Shabbat so you could actually carry things in a way that sort of gets you around the prohibitions on things you're not allowed to do in Shabbat mentioned in the Torah. But as we've seen over the course of the last several months, it's about so much more than that. It's really about building a community and how do we do it in a, in a successful, mindful way despite the many, many, many complications. So shed some light. Give us some final parting words on, on what have we learned from Erevin that we could use in this year, modern times. I thought what I would talk about is just the amazing celebratory passages you read when you are finally done called the Hadran, which in a way, when you have finally finished Eruvin, you think to yourself, thank heavens I'm done with this and I'm moving on to something that feels a little closer to my life. But the first thing you say when you finally finish is, Hadran Allah Masachet Eruvin, we shall return to you, Tractate Eruvin, which I just find hugely celebratory moment where you acknowledge that you're actually going to come back to it. And the paragraph continues, you're going to come back to us. And I find that to just be a kind of hysterical idea. You know, you think you're closing the book on this, but you at the same time are saying, you know what, I bet you're going to creep into my thoughts from time to time. I thought I was done with you, but you'll keep coming back to me and I'm going to keep coming back to you. And to me, it's just this kind of amazing moment that you finally are done with the thing and you realize that actually this project is this infinite cycle where it's, you're never really done. And, uh, you know, you kind of you get to check the box. I finally made it through Brachot. I made it through Shabbos. I made it through one of the three hardest ones in this whole book. And yet, like, I'm not done with it. And it's going to keep coming back to me. And I just think that that's a kind of tremendous tremendous moment where you're you're not really willing to say I'm putting you away. I may put you back on the bookshelf, but I'm coming back to you and you're coming back to me. And I, I love the idea that the book itself almost has a persona. When you keep continuing, it says, our thoughts will be with you. Your thoughts are going to be on us. The, the kind of insanity of thinking that the book itself has right. a thought and it is thinking about me. And I just love, love, love these passages you get to say at the end. That is so beautiful. That's almost like the book saying, you know, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. So the two things that really kind of resonate from what you're saying is, first of all, 
this very charming and not surprising and yet kind of revelatory idea that the book does have a persona, right? The book is thinking, the book is there. Even when you turn your back to it, it is always looking back at you. And the second thing is this idea of return, right? I mean, I think in part I I read it literally, right? We will return to you. Hey, we promised we would study this more. This is not our last thing. But really what I kind of always took it to mean, and I'm curious to see what you think, is this notion of like, look, you think you just covered this area of law and you could just set it aside, but actually everything in the Talmud is is a manual for life, right? Everything in the Talmud is contains the the wisdom and the forms of argumentation that we need to make sense of our even, you know, very modern lives. And so the Hadran is telling us, don't think you're done with this because this is applicable. Don't think this is, you know, completely irrelevant because this continues to resonate in so many areas. Absolutely. The, the other kind of dimension that I, I like to focus on is the sense in which when you say this prayer, you actually are saying it in the we rather than the I. So one of the paragraphs actually replicates something we saw in Brachot on 28b, which is kind of printed everywhere. It's the prayer after study. And that one begins, it's very focused on your personal experience. But when you get to the Hadran, we don't talk about it as a personal experience. We talk about it as a communal experience. It's modim anachnu. Right? And Hadran Allah is we shall return to you. It is always done in friendship, in community. You know, this is not something you just sit around and read yourself. You have to listen to podcasts. You have to talk about it with your friends. And that to me is one of the most essential experiences of kind of learning this thing is being part of a group of people that are part of this book club and are going to do it again. And hopefully you pass it on to your kids and they do to their kids. And that's sort of all built into the Hadran and it projects that and a deep message. The world's oldest, holiest, most persistent book club. Professor Ethan Lieb, thank you so much for helping us to close the book, but not for the last time, on Tractate Eruvin. If I could get the one last word, I know you like to end sometimes with Amen Sela, but one of the most amazing parts of the Hadron is that it kind of double, triple downs on it, and it ends with Amen, 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 Sela, Ba'ed. <laughs> thank you so much, Leo. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash take one or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon.